You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke and Cameron Parker, your daily Broncos podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Broncos podcast. I am your co-host, Cameron Parker, happy to be alongside with you on this brisk and uh, and stormy, wintry weather that we are certainly are having right here in, in Colorado, or as my good friend Anthony Rodriguez always says, in the Mile High City. Thank you guys very much for, for certainly uh, joining this Locked On Broncos podcast. Please follow the Locked On Broncos podcast at Locked On Broncos as well as myself at Cameron Parker PO. Cody Rourke will be on for tomorrow's episode of the show, which is our crossover Wednesday episode with Jeff Lloyd of the Cleveland Browns. So you guys can follow Cody at Cody Rourke NFL, and you guys can go check out his content over at CodyRourkeNFL.com, where he's got exclusive NFL and, of course, the Denver Broncos content as well. We have a terrific show lined up for you today where it is Twitter Tuesday where we bring back the Twitter conversation with you, the listeners of the Lockdown Broncos podcast. We hear the questions that you certainly have and we have answers. I will take uh, some time and, 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 and answer all of your questions on today's episode of the show. But first, before we get into that, I want to tell you guys a, a little bit about, about Peloton. Uh, Peloton is offering a limited time offer. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com and use promo code LOCKED to get started. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us also to our Locked On Broncos story of the day. And it was a very eventful, uh, it was a very eventful Monday afternoon as news broke, and it was it was one of those where the probably uh, a bunch of Broncos country and and especially uh, all their hopes probably were a little bit crushed because all this all this season was all hinged on that quarterback position, and it sure seems like uh, their biggest fear has now come true, and that is that Joe Flacco is will be out for a significant period of time according to our very own Cody Rourke who had said and a bunch of others on Twitter that said that there's a decent chance that that, uh, Flacco will miss significant time due to a herniated disc in his neck now if we all don't remember that he certainly was being looked at on the sideline during the game against the Indianapolis Colts where it appeared like a trainer was was looking at his neck or or a, a, a chiropractor maybe on the sideline was looking at his neck and and, and working it out, but he played through it, and he probably woke up on the next morning and felt uh, a lot of discomfort, and, and lo and behold, it was a herniated disc in his neck, and where does this lead the Broncos? That puts them forth with uh, looking forward at a different quarterback, and it is not Drew Locke. It is not Drew Locke. It is the backup quarterback, Brandon Allen, and Brandon Allen will start against the Cleveland Browns on Sunday but what is the plan for Drew Locke? Well, the Vic Fangio said on Monday that Locke is healthy. He does not know if he's going to be coming off IR. But, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, coming off IR and practicing this week. But the 
my guess is with the news of Joe Flacco, that probably opens up a significant door for Drew Locke to be seeing significant amounts of playing time, and especially uh, with the Denver Broncos and, and seeing what they have in the future of Locke. That certainly bodes well, I would say, with what the Broncos are looking for and ultimately uh, determine what they have in him in their future and determine if they should go after a quarterback again in the NFL draft in 2020 with guys like Justin Herbert and Tua Tagovailoa, of course, headlining that class and now Joe Burrow uh, coming in there and and really leading the charge as well. So do they go quarterback again? That's obviously going to be a question depending on what Drew Locke will certainly do. But it certainly seems like that door has been swung open, wide open for the Denver Broncos. And amongst other news, Juwan James uh, hit the news front, and it seems like he re-aggravated that ankle injury on his left foot. But it does seem like, uh, according to Fangio, that the uh, Denver Broncos caught a little bit of break. It does not uh, appear as serious than they initially thought. So again, the Denver Broncos got see the scariest news that Joe Flacco will be sidelined for some potential significant time. Now, now Fangio did say he will be out this week, but he did not leave the door closed. Potentially, that Flacco could be seen on IR in the in the next couple of week or or maybe even coming days, just depending on where Flacco is and and where the Broncos certainly feel Flacco is. But it is definitely a, a, a scary sight when you see a starting quarterback, let alone the starting quarterback of your team, hit IR with a very, very scary injury. And the Broncos were now dealt with a potential scare of their starting quarterback, Flacco, hitting IR. And it speeds up the potential development of, of their young quarterbacks. And now they're going to be turning to Brandon Allen and seeing what he has in store going forward. And, of course, as we said earlier, Juwan James, seeing what he has uh, in, in with his health and, and re-aggravating his ankle. Uh, but it does not appear serious. So the good news is the Broncos uh, appear to have caught the, the, the good bug on that one. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the Locked On Broncos story of the day. And coming up... It is Twitter Tuesday, where we answer all of your guys' questions. We bring them on air and get the the questions from you, the fans of the Lockdown Broncos podcast, and we answer them on the air. So don't go anywhere. We will get to all of your questions, and those that fired off those questions, we will answer them right here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. But first, before we get into any of that, I want to first tell you guys that as a true football fan, you already know, just as sure as the season changes, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game every weekend. Our favorite gridiron warriors put their skills to the test. So why aren't you doing the same? We're almost halfway through the NFL season. So now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie. My bookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a, a little to win a lot, try a parlay. Pick your bu- pick your locks for the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come through, the rewards will be huge. Tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain? My bookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on the game. 
Best part is, if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in $1,000, they'll give you $1,000. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all your favorite picks. So right now, use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDON to double your cash. Visit MyBookie.com. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Broncos country, it is now time for the Twitter Tuesday part of the show where we hear from you, the listeners of the Lockdown Broncos podcast, where you ask questions and we have answers. And I think that this is one of the fun parts about the show is because we get to engage a little bit with you, the fans, and make you part of the show. And I think that that's one of the fascinating things I have loved so much about being part of the Lockdown Broncos podcast is we get to interact on a daily basis with you, the listeners, and you, the fans, of the Denver Broncos. So it is certainly a joy to certainly do this. And we start things off first with Jolene Malumba. And she starts off by, by talking, of course, with the news of Flacco, where she says, should the Broncos stay with Flacco at the helm or try out Allen? And she says, I'm not sure how much Joe can handle. Well, as, as it did turn out that Flacco will end up being on uh, at least out for this week and potentially the injured reserve. So ultimately, the answer <laughs> it was sort of answered on Monday, and that is yes, they will get a look at Brandon Allen, and that is certainly what we had talked about in the Locked On Broncos story of the day. But your next question uh, comes also from Jolene Malumba, and she says, should the Denver Broncos consider being a buyer on Nate Solder? As much as I would love to say yes to this, based on their current status and 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 where they are on the the the, the current structure of the team and being two and six, it it's a very difficult opportunity for you to really be buyers at a, at an NFL deadline. And for the Broncos' sake, it's even more difficult to try and acquire a left tackle, especially with one that signed a pretty hefty contract uh, about a few off seasons ago or, or even uh, last off season. But Nate Solder signed a pretty, pretty penny to be with the, the New York Giants. And I, I just don't think that the Broncos would maybe even go down that road at this particular point. And also too, I think that there are some tackle prospects, high tackle prospects that the Denver Broncos could potentially look at. Uh, in the NFL draft this coming year if they decided that Drew Locke is the answer and they wanted to address the tackle position. Antonio R. at ARMain76 asks the uh, question. He actually had a lot of questions, and one of them we'll even address in the sec in, in, the, in, our, in our last portion of the show. But he says, I, obviously the, the, the question certainly was answered, but he wants to know, who is this Brandon Allen guy, and can he win any games? Well, I think really you put any quarterback in, in any situation and make them successful, they can win football games. And Brandon Allen, uh, he can he comes from the University of Arkansas. He has not had a single down or even seen action in the NFL. So this upcoming game against the Cleveland Browns is his first game as a starter in the National Football League. 
and I'm sure that uh, there will be all sorts of emotions and all uh, sorts of, uh, say, juices flowing in his body at this upcoming Sunday. But as far as what he can give the Denver Broncos, I think that he certainly is a good enough passer. I mean, he's lasted about as long as he has in the National Football League and, and being a, a journeyman backup at this particular point and, and really has not even had say the opportunity yet and and now given this this Sunday matchup against the Cleveland Browns it'll be a nice opportunity for him to showcase what he can do he was like I said with Arkansas he was a little bit of a prolific passer he came from the system that once was Ryan Mallett of that system so ultimately I think the Denver Broncos uh, probably feel comfortable too with him in this system, uh, he came from the Los Angeles Rams, and 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 Scangarello, in in some shape or form, is a blend of the Sean McVay as well as the Shanahan offense, because uh, the the McVay Shanahan offense is in some ways is similar and different in a lot of ways. So, so there won't be as much of an adjustment, or maybe some adjustment a little bit to that offense, but you will see a little bit more mobility, obviously with Brandon Allen in the pocket and on potential rollouts. So maybe the Denver Broncos on those rollouts could potentially see a little bit more success than they would Joe Flacco. But with it being his first start, you certainly have to kind of take it in stride. And, and we'll get to your next question, uh, Antonio R in this, uh, in this next segment. But uh, again, um, it, I want to thank you guys certainly for, for contributing to the Twitter Tuesday segment and for the Twitter portion, Twitter Tuesday portions of our show, and I'll, I'll remind you guys in our in our final uh, segment here. But I just again, if you guys feel free to uh, to chime questions at us or send us questions, always for a Twitter Tuesday, please send it to us. You can send it to me at Cameron Parker PO, or you can send it to Cody Rourke at Cody Rourke NFL. We have you guys covered no matter what. And we will do our very, very best to answer all of your questions because we absolutely love the listeners of the Lockdown Broncos podcast. And make sure you do follow the Lockdown Broncos podcast at Lockdown Broncos on Twitter. And if you guys are listeners of the Lockdown Broncos podcast, check us out over on iTunes. And if you guys are listeners of the Lockdown Broncos podcast on iTunes, please leave us a review. And that way we can also follow you on Twitter if we don't already. So when you do write a review, please leave your Twitter handle and both Cody Rourke and I will follow you back. So thank you guys very much. And coming up next, we will wrap up the Twitter Tuesday portion of the show and we answer some more of your questions right here on the Locked On Broncos podcast. It is now time to wrap up our Twitter Tuesday portion of the podcast, of the Lockdown Broncos podcast. And again, a reminder that if you guys want to participate and partake in the Twitter Tuesday, please send your questions every Monday to both Cody Rourke and I, at Cody Rourke NFL, and myself, at Cameron Parker PO. And, and your questions will be heard on the air, and we will do our very best to answer all of them right here on the show so let's kick it right back on our twitter tuesday questionnaires with one of our longtime listeners and good friends of the program 
Patrick Chiotti, and he says, do you see the, the Broncos potentially trading Devontae Booker before the deadline, or in, or in this case today, for Tuesday? And also, any thoughts on potentially making a last-pitch move for Trent Williams? You know, I I would say, and, and this is probably of the ilk of the Nate Solder discussion, I would think that the move for Trent Williams is one of those moves that as a as a buyer and and ultimately is that type of move I could see the Broncos making that move but currently with where they're stand where they're standing right now in the state of the franchise and at 2 and 6 I currently do not see the Denver Broncos making any such move really at the deadline and and yeah I I think that probably if we're putting a little underarching point here, I think that also that means that I do not believe that Chris Harris gets moved either today. I think that he will stay as a member of the Denver Broncos, and I think that there's an opportunity where he does stay with the Denver Broncos even long-term, but all just depends on the money situation in the offseason and certainly what he would want as far as the market goes, but um, as far as just the remainder of the regular season and a trade happening, you know, I, I do not see a trade happening with Chris Harris Jr. That said, that said, something to keep in mind, it is deadline day. So the urgency certainly could be ratcheted up a little bit more with the other teams that could potentially be seeking a, a player like a Chris Harris Jr. So kind of answering a lot of questions there for Trent Williams, but I do not believe the Denver Broncos could be a player for Trent Williams. But, you know, much like anything, a deadline day creates a lot of urgency, and so it could force the Broncos to maybe make a move like that. And as well as Chris Wolf, he says, Hey, Cameron, what is the percentage that Flacco is back next year, and do you see any changes in the coaching staff taking place? I think that... You know, this is one of those uh, those cases, especially with the last part, that the Broncos country have to maybe show a little bit of patience with the coaching staff because I, I think that there's just been a little bit too much. Well, I hate's a little bit of a strong word, but they, they do not like the performance currently right now of Scangarello, and it, it has been questionable a little bit. But at the same time, as we were alluding to in the postgame uh, post episode, it seems like he's a little bit too much into the gadget plays and not so much into the running game, which is a big part of that offense. And I think that going forward, the Broncos have to make it a priority to really commit to the running game and make it a priority to commit to the running game. Because if they can do that, a lot of their other stuff can work because of that running game such as the rollouts, the play, the 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 multi the play actions that they can do, the tight end screens, the 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 running back screens to Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman, all of that can really work hand in hand, side by side, if they can get a solid running game going, and it's not to say that they can abandon that game plan uh, of throwing the the gadgets in there. They they don't want to certainly abandon that. But the one thing you do not want to do, you do not want to make it a regular habit of getting those types of plays involved because the more you do it, the more teams are starting to really just start a key on that and then it becomes a big part of your staple on offense 
and that really cannot happen when you truly are an offense because teams will focus in on that and then you become truly one-dimensional and the Broncos as we're starting to see right now they truly are it seems they're a little bit of a one-dimensional offense and then as far as continuing your question, will Flacco be back next year? With the current situation and everything, uh, and as we stand here on October 29th, I think that there is a decent chance that Flacco will not be here next year. Um, with everything that certainly had unfolded in the, uh, say, um, in the after the postgame and his particular comments, and then the injury, but then the timing of all of it and and having it certainly unfold and them certainly wanting to see what they have in Brendan Allen and potentially Drew Locke when that opportunity arises. I think that there's a very decent chance that the Broncos will move on from Joe Flacco potentially in the at the end of this uh, season. But, you know, something to keep in mind is still that, that contract situation. You know, he has... You know, a, a very a very lengthy contract, and they did do a restructure. Now, the one thing that they can do uh, before a before that uh, his hefty hefty uh, cap hit hits, they can at least get rid of him on June first. But that's certainly a decision that they're going to have to certainly make that decision because if they don't, then they will be on the on the hook for him for that regular season. Or if they felt like a team wanted to trade him after that, then they need to make sure that that particular team that they trade him to is very comfortable of consuming that contract. And we don't know at the particular point now in, in Flacco's career if a team will even consider that. So I, I think that all in all, though, I think there's a decent chance as we sit here on October 29th that Jill Flacco may have played his last down let alone even last game as a member of the Denver Broncos. But all just depends because Vic Fangio said on Monday that Joe Flacco is going to miss this week. He didn't say anything about next week. He didn't say anything about the week after that. But he did say that there is a possibility of IR for Flacco. And lastly, we go to Bryce at bjunko 77 And he just wants to know straight up, what are the biggest issues with the offense in order and I think if we really want to start up top I probably would say the quarterback position and then after that I would say the play of the the of the offensive line more importantly the the tackle position I think just could still the lack of consistency of the tackle position of when Elijah Wilkinson was there and obviously the the depth concerns of that tackle position has really unfortunately doomed the Broncos in, in, in just the true protection. And really, again, that, that lack of continuity. So I think that the offensive line follows that. Uh, the, the turnovers, uh, I think that the turnovers on offense is a big key, obviously, because it is such a big deal when you create turnovers or even, you know, force turnovers or even on the offensive side of the ball and and since we're talking about the offensive side of the ball, commit turnovers. And when you are committing turnovers, you know it, it creates so much opportunity for the defense or for anybody on the other side to flip field position or even create opportunities 
for their for their offense, and it, it's just a it's just a true game changer, and it's one of the reasons why creating turnovers and and forcing turnovers on the offensive side of the ball, not committing turnovers, is such a big deal for an offense. And the Broncos have been falling victim of that this year, and and especially with Flacco and the the costly interceptions that we've seen in games, or or you know the the fumbles by Noah Fant. It's always happened in a very critical situation where the defense has either made a terrific play or it was just an ill-advised throw or, or all in all, it just was not a a pretty sight usually when it happened. And it's always really the, the, the worst timing, of course, when, when those particular fumbles or those particular turnovers happen. So, and then probably lastly, um, I, I would maybe even say maybe the, the, the lack of depth a little bit on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and what I mean by that is the wide receiver position. We certainly saw Emmanuel Sanders still be that, that number two guy, a, a guy that uh, potentially a quarterback could rely off of, but he really saw his production die off. And, and that would have opened the door for guys like Deshaun Hamilton and Jawan Winfrey and obviously Tim Patrick's injured, but there's the opportunity that he could be activated in the near future. So I think ultimately the Broncos are still staring at a very dire situation with their wide receiver position that once looked rather deep in the in the in training camp and, and OTAs may not still be as deep as we all thought. And so I think the Broncos have a big decision to make with the wide receiver position uh, in the upcoming draft as well. So I, I think that, you know, having a guy now that can be opposite of Cortland Sutton is a really big deal. And that's why these last handful of games is going to be a, a big audition for guys like Deshaun Hamilton and Tim Patrick when he comes back and uh, Fred Brown, downtown Fred Brown. And then of course, Juwan Winfrey, when those opportunities certainly can come, they have to take full advantage of what they certainly are capable of, what they know in this offense. They have to take full advantage so that they can prove to the coaching staff and prove to themselves that they belong in the National Football League and that they and for the coaches that they belong on the Denver Broncos roster. So I think that all in all, if you're really looking at it, you know, Therein lies probably a lot of the issues with the offensive side of the ball is the, is the turnovers, the quarterback position, the, the, the problem with all the tackles. The, you know, I think, and of course, as we were saying, the turnovers. It, so all in all, the Broncos are just in a very scary situation. And I think that if they can just truly rely off of their running game, as we were saying earlier, a lot of the problems and all, a lot of the things that we certainly see probably probably are not going to happen or be less frequently because they are staying true to what their game plan is. And actually, lastly, I would add the third down conversion on offense. You know, one of the big keys, especially on the offensive side of the ball, has been their inability to convert on third down. Uh, it, I was looking at a stat earlier uh, today or uh, may, no, maybe it was yesterday, but the Broncos are dead last in third down conversion in, in between 
weeks five and eight, and it is, it, it's it's pathetic, really. If we're being really that blatantly honest about it, you cannot win games when you are that bad on third down, and it really does not matter if you are in third and long, third and short. If you're not able to convert on third down, you will not win many football games. You will flip field position. You will also create opportunities for the offense of the other of the other team to really be put into situations where they will go down the field and score. So much like the the turnover discussion and everything we we had with them committing turnovers and flipping field position, the same applies with not converting on third down. It is it's one of those situations where the Broncos, if they have to show signs of life on third down, say with the new quarterback that's coming in and Brandon Allen or potentially Drew Locke or even into the future and even heading into next season, they have got to get better converting on third down and especially whether it's third and short or even third and long. But more importantly, they have to do even a better job of getting to third and short or third and manageable so that they can make themselves a, a much easier target to convert on third and short. Thank you guys very much for participating in the Twitter Tuesday portion of the show. And when we come back on Wednesday's portion of the show, it is the crossover Wednesday episode where we dive into the preview show with the Cleveland Browns of Jeff Lloyd and Cody Work have you covered on Wednesday's edition, the preview show of the crossover Wednesday, the Cleveland Browns against the Denver Broncos right here on the locked on Broncos podcast.